0: This is the morning brief from the Economic Times.
1: Today's podcast is for the employee and the employer. COVID 19 has wreaked havoc in India Inc.'s hiring plans. In the initial few months of lockdown, the news was grim as companies recalibrated their employee strength. Seven months later, the corporate machinery is churning back to life, and with it, Job offers are trickling in, albeit slowly. So where are the jobs? What roles are in demand? And what does India Inc's hiring plans for 2021 look like? From The Economic Times, I'm Devina Sengupta and this is The Morning Brief. To decode what the job market wants, I've invited Abhijit Bhaduri, who is a leadership coach and a talent management advisor to global businesses. We also have Soumya Bhattacharya, who heads the career and business life beat for the Economic Times. Thank you for joining me. Soumya, I'll start with you. Post-COVID, what will make a recruiter dial your number? And which sectors
2: are hiring now? Thank you for having me, Devina. At the moment, there's an uptick in the hiring activity compared to the previous two quarters. However, this hiring activity is nowhere close to the last year's levels. It's just that the decline over the last couple of quarters has become less steep, with improvement in sentiment each month. So for now, the current festive season will have a key role to play in the job market recovery. Temporary jobs are already seeing a big growth, which is a good sign for the job market. E-commerce, logistics, both the sectors have hired in volumes in anticipation of increased consumer spending. So that's another good thing. Right. What's driving this demand? Digital is the key driver. There's hiring in areas like e-commerce, edtech, digital entertainment platforms, cybersecurity, and a lot of tech-specific roles are being hired right now. Right. So for instance, software developers, digital marketing executives, analysts, data scientists, cybersecurity professionals, and so on. Overall, it's a mixed bag as of now that was very interesting soumya so you're saying digital
1: is the way ahead coming to you abhijit could you tell us right now after covid what does a candidate do to ensure that he has the right skill sets which will get him the coveted job what are those skill sets uh,
0: thanks devina i think uh, you know if you were to sort of look at the three buckets uh, that i would take uh, you know a big picture view and you compare it with the coursera global skills index it talks about the fact that there are three kinds of uh, skills which are in demand one is business skills uh, technology and data science and this is across you know government campus and companies all three uh, you know employers if you sort of really look at it where the demand is pretty high um if you see that at on one side and if you look at what's going on in the Soft skills, you know, the skills which are growing in demand are things like confidence building skills, you know, things which are how do you speak better, more confidently, uh, stress management, mindfulness. Right. And the reason behind that is that business models are being reinvented. Careers are being reinvented while, you know, you are people are managing their personal lives and professional lives. And third, I think one of the big defining factors to keep in mind is isolation is the new context, which means that, you know, people are really uh, thinking about why am I doing this particular job? Is it time to change my career? Uh, Also, close proximity is making a lot of people examine the relationships that they have. So all of it put together will explain the way things are uh, moving besides of course what somia mentioned things like telemedicine online education all this makes it easier for people to shift the skills shift the careers
1: abhijit that was a very nice line isolation has brought in different context in the last 7 to 8 months one trend that has really sprouted in india is gig economy right tell me something abhijit are corporates ready to accept the gig economy is the gig economy here to stay
0: I think, you know, there are uh, signs which um, start off like a trickle and then it becomes a tsunami. I mean, that's typically the kind of a format that you see shifts happening in the digital world. If you sort of really look at it, the gig economy is not something which is uh, dramatically new because, you know, in many of the fields, whether it's software development, whether it is, uh, you know, UX design, human resources, people, et cetera, all of that actually has always been there. You know, creative roles, programming, people have always relied on gig workers to provide those skills. But I think you see a pattern which is now going on, which is that people are looking at short-term gigs to uh, do a couple of different things. One is to be able to try out and train. These are the two broad categories, which means, uh, you know, I know one of the large FMCGs uses gig workers to bring them in for a span of time, maybe for, you know, two months or three months. And then in this time, they get the entire team, which of the full-time employees to be trained in a new skill. The second thing which is there is that, you know, even in C-suite, people are trying out uh, through, you know, short gigs, whether the person they want to make the full-time hire offer to, is there a culture fit? And anything at the cutting edge, if you are looking at it, cutting edge, bleeding edge, whichever term you use, this is a place where gig workers will always thrive, you know? So because uh, before you want to sort of bring that thing mainstream, These are the people who are really at the cutting edge of the work and they are on the fringes. So really looking at that is one of the great ways in which gig workers will continue to be used going forward. The percentages will vary depending on the risk-taking thing. I mean, think about it when uh, computers were first introduced decades back. It's not that everybody sort of did that. When today a new phone is introduced, it's not that everybody does it. But then there are early adopters and there are laggards. So you will always have in any situation, even with gig workers, there are there. But today, that is a big skill. If I look at it, people don't need to really have the backing of an organization to be able to reach the client. So the platforms which are there, there are many, many platforms now where I can offer my skills and directly reach the people who are paying. So, you know, you have that direct thing without going through an organization. While it's still a smaller percentage, it's only going to grow. Swabhijit,
1: so, you're saying that right now, gig economy is here to stay. And corporates will have to accept that. Samia, moving on to you, I wanted to understand something. Pay hikes, big salary jumps, are folklore right now. So, what does an employer or a company do to woo a potential candidate?
2: It's very easy to woo potential candidates actually at this point in time. It's entirely a function of the demand and supply for a particular skill set. So, compensation will entirely depend on. While moving jobs will entirely depend on the demand for that profile. So in our reporting, we've seen for the few job shifts that are happening for skill sets and demand, 20 to 30 percent increase in compensation package is being considered and seemingly it's enough at the moment. But the entire conversation around compensation packages and expectations of employees is also moving from compensation to benefits. And this is still a very new area for companies. But there's a lot of activity right now around adjusting benefit and allowance programs. Basically, there are new ways to help employees manage the current environment. So you see insurance, new ways of health insurance, or you see companies extending and expanding time off policies. For the first time, we are seeing home office allowances because work from home was never such a norm across most companies. There are allowances for broadband, stationery, furniture. This is all becoming part of the compensation package now. So while structurally, there will not be a fundamental change to how employees and employers look at compensation. Right now, there are more conversations around benefits as well.
1: Interesting point.
2: abhijit tell me something.
1: The days of personal meetings or one-on-one interactions are almost over. Right. Now that we have interviews virtually, how does an employee and an employer gauge one another? How do you know if both parties are actually a good match? What's the way to judge?
0: Terrific question. I think one basic shift that is happening is that, you know, there is a move from the tangible kind of things that added value to the intangible things. You know, there's a very nice book by Colin Myers, it talks about his book Prosperity, where he says, Today, 81% of the value of an organization comes from the intangible areas, which could mean, you know, the IP, the talent pool that they have, the leadership style, the culture, all of that. And if you see this, uh, somia talked a while back uh, about, you know, the move to benefits. This is another great example of, you know, the movement towards what is intangible, because money is the tangible element. It used to be the more important piece. Today, it's really things like, you know, how creatively can you address the needs that I have? People are giving, you know, a day off to the entire organization for people to really recoup because it's a way to define boundaries. Because when you work from home, the first thing that goes for a toss is that your, you know, tangible things that work are is no longer there. So, you know, being able to actually define that and say, it's okay if you work from this time to this time is a prerequisite, you know, giving people the opportunity. Today, people are having to create a device for the kids to learn, for the spouse to work. And if you have two kids, if two of them are attending school on Zoom or whatever device, Think of the number of devices that the household has to invest in and not everybody has that kind of space. How do you create that? So I think the opportunity for the employer to have the empathy and create benefits, whether it is, you know, when people are traveling, even in this situation, if they're traveling, ensuring the health of the family members, these are you know always going to be the ways in which people will, you know, differentiate employers. But I think one of the big pieces is how does employer sort of support my desire to stay at the cutting edge? It's not just, you know, in the classes that I'm attending as part of what is being offered by my employer, but also things that I really want to build my alternative career as because one of the things that the the lockdown has shown is people have really thought very hard about the kind of roles that they want to do. And the other day, I was actually having a conversation with one of the CEOs. Uh, It's quite fascinating because the thing that, uh, you know, I'm working with this gentleman is that, uh, you know, he wants to, run a second career as a stand-up comedian. So I'm really working with him on how do you create material for being a stand-up comedian, which he wants to do as a second career. And he says, I'm absolutely comfortable if I don't make money for the first two years. This transition coaching and personal branding is probably the fastest growing segment of the work that I'm doing now with individuals. And this is showing that people are willing to take those risks. And because either the change has been thrust onto them because you know they've been impacted by the organizations they were employed by or they're consciously choosing as in this particular case, the person is saying that I want to work with you for six months to be able to feel completely sure that I'm ready to offer my first gig, even if it is an unpaid one.
1: Wow. Second careers are coming up. Risk appetite is going up. I don't think it's going to be that easy for a company to get talent anymore.
0: I think the concept of an organization being the front end in which your personal brand gets subsumed, you know, so people have never really had to invest in building their personal brand because the employer's brand really, you know, was the business card that you offered Right. one day that business card gets blanked out and is just your name, which is there. One of the HR leaders actually shared that on Twitter the other day saying that my name is the only thing that is there on my business card today, which is very interesting because that actually tells you that If you don't build your own personal brand where your name must stand for something, you are going to find it extremely difficult to survive in the freelancer economy or the gig economy, whichever way you call it. So, yes, it is very important.
1: So, rebranding and reskilling will be the way forward. Same coming to you, how do you see the job market in India shaping up
2: over the next two quarters? The job market at this point in time is uh, non-modelable. There's no way one can predict the job market in this scenario because sentiment is actually changing with every month, every quarter. There's there's an incremental shift, of course, but there are a couple of strong trends. The worst is over for the job market that we know right? because we are no longer in a lockdown where everything is at a standstill. There's a lot of activity and there are economic indices also that show that things are incrementally moving. And as we live with the pandemic, the job market is set to gain momentum from this point onward, but it will be an incremental rise until the vaccine comes. That's for sure that for the next six months, that's certain. Then there's this entire white collar gig space that Abhijit spoke about. Companies will continue to look to keep costs variable. And at the same time, they want to have access to top expertise, as Abhijit said, cutting edge of uh, skills. So employers across sectors are now hiring white collar gig professionals for a host of functions. And these are roles that are basically location agnostic. So white collar gig workers, freelancers will become a very decisive part of the workforce in the coming two, three quarters and it's going to further accelerate because there, there have been recent surveys that have shown that companies that have less than five percent collar gig workers right now in their workforce are looking at increasing their share to 20 to 30 percent because it's a win-win for both because they get the cost variable they get the high skill sets and people too want to work on these gigs because it gives them the flexibility that did not seem as workable and viable as it has become now because everybody is working remotely. So human resources, finance, IT, legal, strategy, marketing, all these roles, if they are location agnostic, we'll see a lot of gig roles. Right. Abhijit, what would you say
1: are the most important trends that you have picked up over the last few months, both from the employer and the employee's perspective?
0: I would sort of say that there are uh, three broad areas where the shifts have happened. The first thing is to actually understand that, uh, you know, the world is not going to be in a binary situation anymore. We used to have that this is a job which needs to be done in the workplace. And these are jobs that can be done in a remote place. So, you know, that sort of has disappeared. So I think we will continue to live with this hybrid model in that. If you look at within talent, you know, so leadership, talent, and culture would be the three broad buckets in which I would look at those shifts. Uh, As far as talent is concerned, I mean, I think when the moment you take away location, it suddenly opens up the possibilities for people to find different kinds of jobs to be done. So I think over a span of time, I would imagine that for the blue collar jobs, you will end up seeing a lot more of jobs which are going to get pin code driven that you need to go there to that petrol pump audit that whether they're following the safety standards instead of somebody traveling from one location and going there so those pin code jobs uh, will uh, sort of increase for blue collar jobs whereas white collar jobs which can be done over the internet are going to explode. So, you know, uh, for example, one of the things which has gone up dramatically in terms of just sheer numbers is the number of people working in mental health and therapy. You know, that has really shot up a lot. I mean, So those kind of jobs uh, are going to be there a lot. The third and final piece is, I think this whole concept of what culture means when you take the whole place away from a co-working co-located kind of a space where culture is very easy. We have the tangible aspects are very well known that, you know, this is when you do it. This is how you do it. I mean, think about the whole notion of hierarchy. It's going to change. I mean, online, uh, you know, when you have somebody running a meeting in the physical space online, you are actually looking to, see that you know this guy has a bigger cabin he sits at the head of the table or she sits at the head of the table those symbols are uh, you know visible so people know whom to address in a meeting you know a call like this you have a scenario where you can either not see who the other person is and two everybody is given the same space you know in terms of you are just one more of the 15 tiles on the screen so it's very hard for people to understand hierarchy so many of the norms which we have taken for granted in organizations are going to get redefined so i think this is a very very exciting time for uh, leaders uh, especially hr and i think everyone because the equation between work workforce and workplaces are going to be redefined
1: so i'll ask you a slightly different question in all our interviews we have been asked where do you see yourself five years from now 10 years from now i don't think after 2020 that question is valid anymore what according to you will be that one question that interviewers will ask candidates to gauge what do
2: they think about their career ahead that's an excellent question deena the covid 19 pandemic is uh, disrupting how employees work what skills they build on so when what people did during this time will be important for their future career conversations so perhaps Two questions that future interviews could include, one could be, during the pandemic, did you build a specific skill? And if so, how did you go about it? And two, did COVID-19 change how you foresee and envision your career? So these two could be very interesting to um, figure out for organizations when they interview their candidates.
1: Thank you, Abhijit and Soumya for this very insightful conversation. So, to sum it all up, the job market will be open for those who have reskilled themselves and upped their risk appetites. Interviews are no longer about five year career goals, but about your second career choices. Going ahead, rebrand and reinvent will be the mantra for the employer and the employee. I'm Devina Sangupta, and you've been listening to the Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Induleka Aravind and coordinated by Anjali Venugopalan. You can send in your comments at the Morning Brief at timesgroup.com. The Morning Brief appears every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening in and have a nice day ahead.
0: avas.com